Uh, hello and welcome to Speak Up, the sustainability podcast hosted by Apparel. Uh, we take a step behind the scenes of organizations, large and small, to discover their journey towards sustainability, highlighting their challenges, triumphs, and plans for the future. And often we have some very special guests um, representing you know, other um, organizations and also representing themselves in, this, in the work that they're doing. Today's very, very special guest um, has had an absolutely fascinating sustainability journey that we can't wait to share with you. Some of you may know her as the brand Power Lady. Um, some of you will be familiar that um, Sally Williams um, has been on, you know, with us here at Apparel, joining us on the journey for the last two years. And I'm very, very excited to be sitting here today with Sally. So how are you going, Sally? <laughs> I'm fantastic, thanks, Michael. And it is has been a great journey, hasn't it? I mean, I've got a wonderful story to tell, but my gosh, it's been so wonderful for the last, say, three years, watching your brand and your business evolve and grow and spread out and make such an impact. Well, we're making a pretty pretty awesome impact. You but, are. you know, we're, we're, we're driven by advocates and, um, you know, People, having people like yourself endorse and support us and kind of, you know, continue to encourage everything that we do, um, you know, definitely feeds, you know, um, feeds us and, you know, drives what we do next. But this is not about us. Um, you know, I <laughs> well, think it kind of, yeah, it's a bit of bit of all of us, isn't it? It is. It is. I think, um, you know, uh, the, the, our listeners have probably uh, heard enough with me and Tina talking um, <laughs> for, for, for a while, but- I really want to start off by diving into your career um, journey because a lot has changed. You spent 25 years with Brand Power. I did. Tell us about Brand Power and your journey there. Oh, well, Brand Power helping you buy better. Helping <laughs> you buy better. Oh, perfect. There, there it you is. Go. <laughs> um, I started with Brand Power uh, because I was a presenter in the industry. So I was working for companies like Telstra. Um, Jet Set Travel, uh, I was doing a lot of presenting work and advertising for them. And then I moved into um, Brand Power when it first started. So Brand Power was originally a letterbox drop. You remember those? The yep, ones that, you know. Yep, yep. letterboxes. I remember yes, those remember things. those letterboxes and brochures. Yes, letterboxes with a little brochure that comes in. We still see them now, junk mail, basically. Yes. Um, and it was facts and value to help you buy better was, this, was the catchphrase. And the two guys that created it, Melbourne-based marketing smart guys, been in the business a long time within um, fast-moving consumer goods, FMCGs. Yeah. So um, they decided that they thought this concept would work very well on the television as an ad, as an ad, as a TV commercial. So they went to the CEO of Coles at the time and said, look, you know, we're thinking about doing this. What do you think? You know, we want to work with brands and we want to help them um, reinforce what their brand is about and their product is about um, and create an advertising platform for them, for them, basically take the brochure to the TV. He said, fabulous, love that idea. It'll work very well. It'll complement mainstream advertising as well. So when brands are doing a big ad for their product, yep. Brand Power would move in and just reiterate the main three points. It's this, this and this, yep. helping you buy better. And <clears throat> he said, oh, and by the way, you should use that lady that's on the Ford ads at the moment because I was doing a Ford campaign for Australia and I did a campaign for them for about five years. First Ford 
first lady to advertise cars in but, for Ford ever oh, in the wow. world, actually. Hate, How's that? I did not mm. know about that. That's yeah, awesome. that was it was huge and it ended up that got taken all around the world. Wow. So the guy, the marketing guy that who's still a very much a dear friend of mine now to this day, Brent Gazaniga, he created the concept, pitched that to Ford. And they went with me and at that stage I was on television. So the CEO of Coles at the time had seen me on TV a so lot. A, a woman doing selling a car. <clears throat> you should use that Ford lady. Should, She's yeah, great. Right. So they kind of poached me, the guys from um, from Buchanan Group who were uh, who formulated Brand Power, um, Brett Kay and Tim Buchanan, very smart guys. And um, I started doing little little ads for them, little test run ads, regional ads. Okay. And I guess the rest is history. It took off and now there are 17 brand power presenters around the world. Around the world? Around the world now. Yeah. They've moved on. They've sold it out to, you know, obviously to advertising conglomerates, bought it out and now it's a big, uh, based in Canada now, brand power. But I stepped away six years ago um, because I felt that after 25 years of doing my job, getting paid well, um, communicating with the consumer, which is what I really love to do. And I genuinely really loved that that job and helping brands do the best they can with their products. I wanted to be able to do more because I could see that I didn't want to be telling because I had a lot of power, a lot of yeah. power. It wasn't just brand power. It was almost sort of Sally power. And people would come up to me and say, you know what, whatever you tell me to buy, I just buy it. I go to the supermarket, remember your ad, and I just buy it because you've told me to. And I thought, gosh, I have a lot of inf- influence. Absolutely, yeah. Huge influence there. And I felt because I was starting to change my own lifestyle around how I lived and I wanted to live more sustainably. We were living on 13 acres at Bells Beach. We had oh. the chooks and the, you know, the the water tanks and we were living that sort of lifestyle. We made that big sea change. And I started to realise how important it was that we needed to be more mindful around living more sustainably. So did you have any control off the products that you promoted? No. I was okay. under contract. Yeah, right. Okay. I literally had to say Yes, whatever you would need me to say. So I was disempowered in one way um, and I felt personally that I needed to to take the step and and empower myself. So that that is enormous to move away from – you know, financial. Um, oh, you know, stress. My gosh. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's a big leap. It was um, a big leap. It really was so scary. Did it take you a long time to um, sit on it and consider or was it a – it just hit home one day and it was – Let's do this. I, I'm, you know. It took a while. Okay. To be honest with you, it did take quite some years. And um, it started for me because my husband and son, big surfers, living at Bells Beach, we were always surfing and traveling. And every holiday we ever had was always a surf beach. And we used to go to Indonesia a lot. And that's where I used to really see firsthand the rubbish and the, the consequences of, of our lack of responsibility around um, our, our waste globally. And I could see the impact it was having there in these beautiful, you know, you would imagine pristine beaches. But of course, you know, walking along a beach where you literally couldn't put your foot, couldn't find sand for rubbish. And yep. I saw all the brands in, in literally in the sand. A lot of them I'd advertised. I thought, oh, gosh, what are we doing? You know, this is, this is a collective effort that needs to be done here. And what am I doing as an individual? All I'm doing is driving people to buy this product and this stuff, but I'm not actually doing anything to, to make a stand and 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 make the brands be more accountable as well. Yeah, it's it's it's. I think you know we we probably felt the same thing where you know we, the real trigger for us was also seeing that you know um, textiles ended up in waste, yes. um, ended up in landfill, and it was you know about doing something. And you know it was you know we can't take responsibility for this, and we can't you know um, be proud, um, you know, and and walk away saying 
we achieved all of these things, but we left the you know we left the planet in a pretty shitty state, mm. and and it was you know, the trigger for us and clearly the driver for yourself mm. as well. Very much the driver. So you went from brand power lady. I, I, for a while I, I actually was working with a business coach for a while and I, I said to him, I really want to move into some sort of green advertising, um, whether I create my own agency, my own platform. And that was eight years before I made the move away from brand power. Oh, so I'd wow. been thinking about that for a long time in answer to your question before. It took me quite a while, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a mum. Um, I was going through a, a, a big life change in my life at the time because my marriage broke down, so I had twins. So I had to take responsibility and I had to keep earning money, literally yep. had to keep everybody together and, and I wanted to focus on my children and, and making sure everyone was good. And so I did that. And at the end of that, I thought, well, right, now is my time to make the move. And that's when I um, I just decided, I went to the guys and said, look, I really want to step away from Brand Power. Could you please replace me there? And can we start a platform together, a more of a green platform to help people buy even better? Yes. And they just said, look, there's not, it's not the right time in life and there's no money in it basically is what they said. And, and so when was that? When, well, that was seven years, eight years ago. Okay. And uh, yeah, because sustainability, we, we it was just it wasn't a thing then. It, yes, it wasn't as a uh, hot topic as it is today, yeah, no. and, and it wasn't as there wasn't as much awareness or um, education around it. Mm. And today, decisions and we know decisions are being made with sustainability first. So you move from brand power lady to sustainable Sally, and that happened because. Dear, beautiful, wonderful Dennis Walter, who's a dear friend of mine who I used to work with at Channel 9 uh, way back when, when I, I used to host some morning shows there too. So I, I knew Den and he asked me to come on to his radio uh, uh, afternoon program, Afternoons with Dennis on 3AW. And I said, I'd love to, but only if I can speak about um, sustainable practices because that's where I'm moving now. So he gave me, generously gave me that platform and I was able to really link um, the consumer and the listener to uh, a lot of initiatives that were out there, you know, working with Sustainability Victoria and just wonderful brands like um, Pony Up For Good that do e-waste and paint back companies and all sorts of apparel. Yeah. So I was able to have my own little afternoon program. And he used to get very tongue-tied introducing Sally Williams and sustainability. And in the end, he just went, oh, sustainable Sally. Uh-huh. And there... There so that, is there that's, how, there, it that's how it landed. Thank you, Den. And I said to him one day on air, "Gee, I love that actually. I think I might run with it." And I did. So that's how Sustainable Sally started. And from there, I started my first client. Really, was um, Supercut shopping trolleys, which are supermarket yep. shopping trolleys, which are made out of recycled HDPE, which is fabulous. So our milk bottles, basically, our plastic milk bottles, are now that they they use those uh, that plastic and they make the trolleys. And now they're in Woolies. Coles are starting to use them, IGAs, and it's a great success story. But what a perfect product. What a perfect first client for yeah. Sustainable Sally. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and so it's obviously so, – so was Sustainable um, Sustainable Sally born on sharing consumer brands that you were, um, you know, su- supporting in love with? Was it based on sustainability practices that you had, you know, found yourself um, living and um, over the years or, you know, o- over time and moving into or – it was really more a platform that I wanted to make myself available to be really the conduit between B2B and B2C, so business to business and to the consumer yep. because that's what I do. I link the two. If you've got a wonderful practice and you need that communicated either to another business because I do a lot of B2B, yep. obviously, but also to the consumer, then I'm that let me be that voice. Let me be the the one that 
educates um, whoever needs educating and, around sustainability and that can be very broad and, and who, it is. And who better than someone who's got 25 years experience selling yeah. products to, you know, <laughs> and, and promoting products to, to consumers. So obviously, you know, um, the trolleys to a number of organisations. Mm. Tell us one that really stands out for you over the last few years. Um, yes. really there and obviously not, not apparel, thank you. Because <laughs> we've spoken enough we've about spoken you. enough about apparel. <laughs> but I absolutely do love you guys and we do go back a long way. Uh, well, there are, there are quite a few. I'm, I'm actually an ambassador and uh, work closely under contract with Martog and company. They are a plastics recycling company. So they work with recycled PET. Yep. Yeah, so that's great to see what they do. They basically um, process it so and they send it out to uh, manufacturers who then make plastic packaging for, say, when you go and buy your um, your berries, your strawberries, your blueberries, yep, yep. that packaging, the recycled PET, you can see it on the back of the pack. Um, they work very closely with um, local Australian um, manufacturers. So that's – I love that because – Or that on shore – yeah. Because all, all Australian onshore. Isn't it yeah. great? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so they're, they're a business that have been here for about 75 years, established in the plastics industry. So they're very strongly um, committed to working with sustainable, obviously, resins. And they've had me on board and we've got, we did a closed loop series of three videos sort of explaining their business but also really talking to the consumer as well as the businesses out there to encourage to buy recycled, basically. We, we need industry to buy recycled and use recycled materials. You know this very well yeah, with what yeah. you're doing here. So this is what Martog are all about. So I'm closely involved with them and it's fabulous. I just love what they're doing and we love to encourage more Australian, you know, we need to keep it on shore. Yeah, we need to keep I it agree. here in Australia. And I that's agree. what they're all for as well. So lovely to be working with that particular initiative. I work with Pony Up For Good, so that's e-waste. Um, so Pony Up For Good, another Australian initiative and um, it's been established for quite some time and I've known them from the beginning of Sustainable Sally and I've just done a video with them. They work with businesses, big companies that um, and take control, they take their e-waste back, yep. obviously disassemble and make sure it's um, not going to landfill. At the end of the day, it's keeping waste out of landfill. So and that's one company. I love, I love, I love the, um, with, with the e-waste stuff, it, it, it's been really interesting to see over the years government really start to get involved, um, you know, um, incorporate and, um, you know, l launch um, levies on yes. ensuring that, you know, e-waste doesn't end up in landfill. Yes. Um, and so, so when you have some of that there, it really starts to get people going, oh, you know, shit, we can't put this in the bin. You know, mm. it, it costs money. It's, it's not right. But it's really government starting to you know, in, endorse and see the size of the problem, which, mm. you know, hello, government, if you're listening, um, yes. textile waste. Yes. Um, which, yeah, and so you've got organisations like Pony Up For Good who are partnering up with, you know, big brands, um, mm. you know, um, big organisations who consume a lot of e-waste, you yes. know, supporting them and on their them journey. Over. Yeah, exactly Very right. It's, it's, it, it, mm. it's, 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 part, it's part of the world that we live in. Um but um, yeah, so it's, it's it's really exciting to see people like Pony Up for Good, um, um, you know, achieving all the success that they are at the moment. Oh, they they're going great guns. So it's been a it's been a real buzz can, for me. Can mm. I take you back just to obviously I've got th three children who go through a lot of berries, strawberries, blueberries, and uh, mm. every type of berry that there is. Mm. Um, with with Martog and them, you know, we're talking about an organisation that's been around for seventy five years. Mm -hmm. You know. They have changed, yes, and, and 
that and and, and and grown yeah and grown and 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 can you can you share any insight into their culture or their you know their ethos and values that you know you, you have a real challenge in the world where we've got people who have been doing what they've been doing for a very very long time they don't change the way they do things because the formula works you know with with martog what's really driven both com- commercially environmentally what's really driven the change to go let's focus on recycled plastic incorporating that into the, you know the product design i think it's a mindset you know like it is for all of us they they realize the value of course first and foremost they realize the value in plastic and yep. the resins and plastic's not a dirty word at all but the important thing about plastic is that it needs it can and should be and now is being recycled. There's the value in that. So they they saw that um, there was a huge problem and they honestly, their own mindset from their own hearts said, we've got to do something about this. We choose to do something about this. So then they made the big step of um, expanding as yep. you have, made sure they got all the right machinery in, the vacuumers that process yep. the resins. The money and investment that they have decided to put into their business to grow and expand to service recycling resins is huge. But it comes down to a a desire to want to do it better and to take responsibility to help basically all of us work um, more towards a circular economy. So they made that step. Yeah, I think it's, you know, important and we we speak about it a lot, you know, having having purpose as well aligned to profit. Um, So it's, you know, being purposeful for a profit. And um, and why not? There yeah. is money in sustainability. There's money to be made. Yep. It is a business. And that's why a wrap. It be? There is money in sustainability. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely agree. And, and, and you know, um, that's people seeing plastic as a resource. Yes. And seeing it as a resource. And the value to, in it. Correct. And I think the more products that we begin to see as a resource, not as waste, really starts to change that mindset. And that's probably where we're at, um, you know, um, in our journey and j- just as, as, mm. as um, consumers in our journey, we're starting to see waste or we're starting to see um, resource out of that. And That's right. Everything. And part of my role here is to help the consumer understand that and, and to make sure that they apply it to their daily practices. So with, for example, plastics, it is really important to um, check the pack to see if it's recyclable and then dispose of it responsibly and accordingly, depending on what your council regulations are. Um, because if we can't get that resin and plastic back into the recycling system and back to Martok, for example, then it, it goes to landfill and it is a waste and that resource ends there. Yep. And that is not being resourceful at all. And so it, we do rely heavily on consumer behaviour and confidence. I know the consumer's not very confident, in, you know, when they come to their bins. <laughs> To should I, would I, is it worth it, you know? But I say to everybody who's listening, it is absolutely worth it. And and so you're, you're I mean, you're, you're in the media, you're driving, um, you know, you're sharing a different message than what you were with a different purpose than what you were oh, uh, yes. eight years ago. Yes. Um, tell us about the shift in that and, you know, I, is is there more of a demand, obviously I know, but is, is there a greater demand for that sustainability you know, message in, in, in mainstream media. Yes, yeah. We need to we need to educate the consumer and I think the consumer is incredible in that they are so willing and you would have seen this too. They all want to do their, be- their best and they all want to do their bit but they just want to be told how and can we just be told 
in three words and make it really simple for us because we're busy and I get that. So I can see that there is a shift, but we've got to be able to communicate. So we've got all these wonderful initiatives out there, but it's it's educating the consumer and businesses to know what to do and when. One perfect example, I guess, is the uh, Red Cycle campaign, the return to store with the soft plastics. So I've been working, there's an Australasian recycling label that is now on a lot of our supermarket products now, our packs. And uh, that will, it's it's a wonderful label and it clearly states the lid will go into the bin, the soft plastics packet, the outer packet will go back to store, return to store, and something else might have to go to landfill. But at least it's showing you very clearly what it is. I've spent a lot of time, I'm working hopefully with them soon. I'm sort of building a relationship with them because Planet Ark are very involved in this and they do a fabulous job, Planet Ark. But I really would like, I do my own little survey with the consumer and a lot don't know what to do and they don't even know that the the label's actually on the pack. They don't look for it. They don't know to look for it. And then they don't really apply it. They're all a little bit confused. And what's this return to store red cycle bin, you know? So I think um, we need to step in there and that's what I'm working on at the moment, trying to be that communicator to help the consumer. It's interesting because, you know, we've probably seen it on on our end. There's there's awareness and then then there's education and and, and it's hard. And then there's action. And then there's action. And it's very – it's, um, you know, definitely, you know, a a process to, to go through. And, you know, it's quite challenging based on, you know, you only have a few seconds to let people know of how to do this mm. and why are you doing it and what happens with it. Um, yeah, and they want to trust it. And they do want to trust. Mm, and I think you know, that, that's where, you know, absolute, you know, transparency um, is, comes. Is key. Yeah, yeah, is key. You know, we, yeah. we've we've had, you know, n- numerous partners over the years, you know, um, you know, we support the construction industry. And so, um, you know, they go through a fair bit of uniforms and they've said, hang on, you guys are doing shoes, you're doing clothes. What about hard hats? And so for us, and, you know, whilst we don't, you know. Um, Is there a high turnover on high, hard hats? Absolutely. There's an oh, okay. enormous turnover. So it goes by site, right, because a lot of it is branded. So when you go on to site X to work on it, um, con, you know, construction project A, it says construction project A, and then that hard hat is left behind sometimes and you're off to a new construction project or the integrity of the hat is impacted. So they, they, they actually, it's quite a large turnover. Gee, right, okay. Because they look like they're made to last. They, they? They, they, well, they are made to last and they're actually made from quite a, you know, um, a decent, very strong material that can be recycled. The challenge becomes about the hard hat can be recycled, but the inner Velcro and the inner lining cannot be recycled. So it's the first mm. time that we've actually had to speak to people and say we can support with the hard hats but we actually can't do anything with the inner lining off that hard hat mm-hmm. so we've had to you know previously we've just said no if we can't do 100 out of landfill we won't do it mm. uh, but this is the first time we've gone okay well we have to support some of our partners here who want to do the right thing there obviously is a solution but it means that you know part of it won't go to <laughs> yeah well that's, so we've that's had to communicate the- that and, and just be very transparent and yeah, well, that's, you're talking the packaging industry. This is the problem, you know, yeah. with the MRFs. How do we get a pack and, you know, we've got that, that and that, the three compa- components to a pack. How do we recycle it or how we how do we divide it up? It's a it's a huge problem, so I get what you're saying. Yeah, and, um, yeah, so, so it's, I think that, you know, the Australasian um, standards and, and what they're now releasing around this goes here, this goes there. I've, yes. I've seen I've seen a lot of it recently and I, I think it's great. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot more transparent. You can see it. And you know you, you can make a decision if you want to based on whether you want you know 
what level of recyclability you want in that item. And you can make the choice at the, at the shelf Correct. whether you buy exactly it or not. Right. You know, and I think a lot of people are wanting to make sure that because as far as I'm concerned, we are a consumer and as a consumer, we buy a product in the supermarket. We're also buying and taking responsibility for the packaging. It is actually on us. And I get, I know I can hear a lot of people going, well, that's not really fair. But I, it is actually, if we choose to go into the supermarket, we choose to buy that product, then we need to be aware. And so the brands are all doing an amazing job these days. A lot of the brands are really, and you're dealing with companies too, that just want to do it better. They actually do want to take responsibility. And we're all making great steps now to work towards, you know, making it as circular as possible. And yeah. I think that's fabulous. I, I think, you know, from our perspective, I I'm not too sure when this po um, podcast will launch, but, you know, we've just launched or we will be launching a, you know, major partnership with Vanish. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, with oh, I think Vanish, I've advertised for them. Well, no doubt you have. <laughs> no doubt you have. I could see that. Um, um, but, you know, Vanish are on this journey to, extend the life of textile items. That's their goal. And then they've gone, you know what, we, we, we need to also demonstrate responsibility for end of life and how, how can we support in that. And oh, so that's just it, wonderful it, to hear. You know, so so their, their job is out there. They, they, they want to ensure that they can, you get the most wear out of your clothing before yes. you discard of it. So and by then, laundering it, you're saying it's going to, it, it's um, gentle. Correct. Gentle on the on the correct. fabric. Okay, so, so, so they're doing all this, you know, there's a lot of investment in R&D, the product itself, you know, in terms of trying to, you know, ensure that we have this item for as long as possible. But then they're saying, you know, when you're done with that item, for whatever reason it is, um, you know, we've partnered up with apparel. Um, let's go out and re recycle it, make sure it doesn't end up in landfill. Whereas traditionally they wouldn't even have to take that responsibility. So um, how have they partnered up with you? So um, garments get returned is that so? So they've sponsored. Is that a, a long of, answer or a short answer? No, no, no. So, 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 <laughs> so there's there's a number of things, and um, you know, we would have seen a big campaign launched out of um, um, in Melbourne and Sydney, but you know, there's a new website. Um, mm. Make textile waste vanish .com .au, Great. where Vanish is committing to diverting one million items from landfill over the next two years. So mm. you know, and they will be supporting and giving people the opportunity to recycle for free um, over mm. the course of the next two years to ensure that mm. they divert the items from landfill. So there's a lot happening mm. there, but that's really, you know, it's a brand saying we need to look at our packaging. We need to ensure that that's recyclable. We need yeah. to look at the product and make sure that that's doing what it needs, you know, the purpose it serves and how, what else can we do? And so, you know, for yes. us, you know, it's, it's that whole journey and, you know, we're seeing a lot of brands, you know, and, you know, brand partnerships form out of things mm. like that. Mm. I'm really interested to hear, um, you know, what's next for Sally. We we have been on a, a an awesome journey over the last couple of years, and yeah. we've spoken. You know, you and I have spoken about a lot of opportunity. Tell us about what's next for Sally and Choice for Life. Yes. Oh gosh, and I've touched on a few of the things that I'm doing. Um, and I'm um, uh, just before I get into Choice for Life, there's Keep Australia Beautiful, so I'm an ambassador for them, and I'm I do a lot of work emceeing and hosting events. So con congresses, so I'm actually about to host the Litter Congress up in New South oh, wow. Wales for Keep Australia Beautiful and the New South Wales EPA. So we talk about the best way and practices to keep litter off the street. So that's something that I I do on a regular basis with them, and I love that. I'm about to start working for the Queensland Farmers Federation, and um, because uh, as far as sustainable agriculture is concerned. So I'm doing a series of 
webcasts um, for them, which will be every month for about a year, I think. So my work is really spreading far and and it's- Are you sleeping much, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been doing this for a few years. You've been on this journey for a long time. And I know, we were still talking about what time we get out of bed every day. Yeah. But, you know, one getting back to the reason why I've changed my, my direction is because I, and honestly, I know that your listeners will really relate to this. You know, when you just get to a stage where you just don't feel like you're satisfied- Yep. in what you're doing. You're not being productive enough. You're not being taking responsibility enough. It's not feeding your soul. Yep. You're not working to your true self, your true being, inner being. That's how I felt after 25 years. I became complacent. Uh, I was earning great money. I was looking yep. after everybody. It was a job. It was great. I enjoyed it. Everyone was happy. I was, it was professional. Yep. It was fun. Yep. Gave me a great lifestyle, but it wasn't enough. So I needed to be able to put my two feet on the ground in the morning and go, this is what I'm getting out of bed for today. And when I made that change to go from um, brand power over to sustainable work, the first thought that I had and the, the main one, and I still have it, and that's why it's leading me into choice for life, is that I actually want to be that person, just like I was for brand power, yep. to talk on behalf of the brands to the consumer and help that consumer make that choice about that product because they're the ones at the, at the aisle saying, okay, will I buy this? Well, I want them to think, I'm going to buy this actually because I remember Sally telling me that the packaging can be recycled. This is how they're um, they're manufacturing this particular product now, and um, I love their their code of ethics. Yep, I love the moral and value of this product and this company and this brand. So I'm going to follow them because Sal told me to. So that's why I over COVID because we were all locked down and wondering what to do with ourselves, even though I was quite busy, I must admit, and thank you, everybody. Um, I created Choice for Life. I thought, what am I going to do? How do I create a platform like Brand Power? So Choice for Life is just that. So when you're buying this product, you're making a choice for life. And yep. it's not a choice. It's the choice for the life of the planet. And it's a choice for life, hoping that because this product will then become a staple in your pantry, because it's a better choice to make. So that's why I've created it. So I launched it. I did a soft launch last year um, and I'm just about to get my teeth into it again to do a relaunch and reach out to the brands because I really want to be that person. So it's a bit like brand power, really. It just pretty much is the same thing. So brands can come on board and work with me that way and I can deliver the information they need around their sustainable practice to the consumer that way. Well, I, I don't know, you know, you, when we first met, um, it was, um, you know, t Tina and I had launched the recycling of socks. It was, yes. I think it was warehouse number one. Still got some of those socks. Yep. Yeah, and here we are, you know, you know, in facility number four since oh. then with New Zealand, you know, having launched a couple of months ago. Um, and you have been a massive advocate of ours and, and an enormous you know, um, motivator for us to do more and more. Um, I think, you know, what you, you, what, what we're talking about with, you know, choice for life and with all the brands and all the work that you're doing today, it's definitely, you know, there's a very proud Sally. Yes. Um, and yeah. I, I, you know, um, I, Feeds I, I, my think, soul. I, I, I love it. I think it's, it's awesome. I think, you know, we do, and we, we love having you around. Um, you know, it's absolutely satisfying. And I think, you know, you've had a real platform to promote and share product. And today, you know, you're, you're doing that with absolute satisfaction going, mm. I'm sure going home proud. Yeah. And um, I meet the most amazing people as you would too. I love working in this sector, the sustainable sector. Everybody's just got a different attitude. It's beyond the, the you, you know, it, it's not about 
us. Yes. It's, it's a bigger vision and we are working collectively and I and I just think that's such a great way to live life in general. Yeah, and it's got isn't it? Yeah, and, and, and when you when you're around people, I think um, you know, in, encourage and, and and surrounding yourself with impactful people who are mm. out there to make a difference and do something. You know, the, the, the satisfaction in that significantly outweighs um, you know, the financials. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, and everything that comes with it. Yes. But, but, you know, I think most importantly, as you know, f- f- you know, we like to sprint, you know, sustainability does equal success and it equals mm. environmental success, mm. you know, cultural success, you know, change of mindset, and it does equal financial success as, as well. And as well more, as personal. As yeah. well as personal. The more and more mm. we see of that, mm. the greater the impact going to be. Yes, exactly. I'm going to ask you, as someone who has lived on a beautiful Bells Beach, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, has made this massive shift, um, you know, an enormous um, shift from brand power to sustainable Sally and introducing choice for life. Um, you know, what, what's your key personal Sally tip for sustainability? Is it, is it- uh, oh, it's it's commitment to change your mindset. And, um, and I think that's where it starts. It starts with a state of mind and and it starts with the individual person. So make a choice to make a difference and to make a change and then apply it a few times and you'll get into the habit of doing it and then make that your mantra for life. So live that way. Live live not just for yourself, ourselves, but live for the planet. Yep. You know, and if you think of the planet every time you do something, it will help you change your patterns and, you you know, when you get to the bin, you go, oh, God, I can't be bothered. Who cares? It's just a bloody plastic bag and whatever. Who wants just one? No. You'll stop there and go, no, no hang on a minute. Yep. The planet. One. Yep. Why are we doing this? It's right. There it is. That's the core of it. So if that can be, you know, the essence of, of your or where you go when you think sustainability, you draw on that, then, then. You know, I think that's my message to everybody. It starts with the individual. Love it. Thank you so, so much. So Sally Williams, sustainable Sally, choice for life. Um, (laughs) You know, um, yeah, Sally, thank you so much for your ongoing support. Um, Thank you for coming out and spending time with us. Um, We look forward to continuing having you support us on our journey. Um, And we're here to, you know, support you and, you know, um, happy to you know, share anything that you like on um, any of our platforms on all the amazing work that you're doing. Um, to our listeners, thank you very much. So um, that was Sustainable Sally, Sally Williams. Um, you can subscribe to our YouTube to get the full Speak Up experience. Follow on Spotify, be notified of new episodes going live. Leave us a friendly review on Apple Podcasts. Maybe let us know how we should have or who we should have on the next episode. And if you're not already, check us out on Instagram. That's by far the best way for you to engage with us and keep up to date with what we're up to. Thank you very much. And thank you, Sally. My pleasure.